everybody. This is Al with Dugout Talk, and I'm here with my buddy Ralph. What's up, Ralph? Hey, what's up, Al? And we've got our special guest. We've had him on before, former major leaguer Matt Stark. What's up, Matty? How are you guys doing tonight? Hey, Matt. Doing good. Good to have you. Awesome. Well, we're here. We bring us all together, the three of us. First time we've done this, by the way. Um, but I thought this is appropriate. We're in the World Series, man. And uh, we're just, I'm feeling that that big love hangover from last night's game. Um, big win for the Dodgers. And uh, wow, what are you guys thinking? How are you guys feeling right now about being in the World Series? And we're one win away. Well, man, I, for one, I am, uh, I know that my heart rate is up. <laughs> I'm excited and nervous at the same time. Uh, it's been so long. I had a, a friend of mine came over Saturday morning, uh, and he brought his son, who was, I don't know, 25, 26. And we were talking, he's like, he's like, when was the last time the Dodgers won? And I'm like, dude, I was in college. I was like, you know, uh, still green, and and I remember every detail of that of that championship. Uh, and so I was like, man, that's a long time. You know, we have ki- I have kids that are you know twenty nine and twenty seven, and they've never seen a championship. So I'm just like, I'm getting emotional even thinking about it. I I, I don't know what I'm going to do if we clinch it tomorrow. I mean, win the whole thing tomorrow. Probably shed a tear here and there. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, you were you were uh, moving your way through the through the system in '88, weren't you? Yeah, I was still playing. Um, so, got and I actually coached with one of the players on the Dodgers when they won it, Tracy Woodson. Yes, I remember Tracy. Woodson. Yeah, he was a manager in AAA with the Marlins, Albuquerque. And I was his hitting coach. So that was talked about quite a bit. So, you know, I've been a lifelong Dodger fan. Um, couldn't sleep after game four. <laughs> got some good sleep last night after game five. Oh, man. Amazing. Yeah, Amazing. dude, I'm feeling good, man. I'm waking up this morning. That that, that brutal loss, oh. that was just, that was hurting me. It was hurting. That, hurting that brought me. a tear to my eye, too. I'm oh, telling like, you, I, I hated just... waking up the next morning. I was like, oh, "Was that real? Did that really happen?" But, <laughs> anyways, we're back. We're we're back. One game up. Let's talk about um, last night's game in particular. Let's talk about inning four, which I think was pretty much a turning point, um, a big a big turning point for both teams um, in that fourth inning. Where Kershaw, it was. Um, Kershaw had no outs with a man on first and a man on third. And uh, Maddie, what 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 were your feelings um, about that inning? About what was going on there? Well, if you're specifically talking about the Margot, you know, attempt to steal home. Yep. We don't see it often anymore in baseball, but with the shift. You know, and you have the third baseman playing in the shortstop area. You know, it allows the runner at third to get, you know, obviously more of a lead. And Kershaw has that big deliberate, you know, when he's in a stretch, 
you know, he brings his arms straight up. So obviously this player thought he, you know, he had a shot to steal home. And although it was an aggressive play and it could have really changed the game, it ended up being a bad play and it changed the game for the worst for, for Tampa. So exciting play, a lot of guts. We don't see, you know, the, the stealing of home often anymore, but Kershaw did a great job in just stepping off the rubber. So it would have been his left foot back off the rubber and made a great throw to Barnes. And boy, Initially, I thought he was safe, but after they played all the angles several times, Barnes' mitt did hit the left hand, which had that padded glove on it of Margot before that that left hand hit home plate. Yep. 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 Ralph? So, so for me... Um, Having, I, I agree with Matt 100%. I, I also thought he was safe originally, <clears throat> but I've all I've seen Kershaw now. How many how many years has he been with us? Ten years. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and with that with that when he's in the stretch when his hands go way up, and when I played ball, I I was a, I love stealing bases, and I always look for a, a you know even to this day not that I play anymore, but I always look at like ah that pitcher has a move I could steal on him. <laughs> Like, yeah, right. Uh, but uh, I always used to say, you know, tell my son we were watching the game, I'm like, man, I would steal home. I, I could steal home easy on Kershaw. I'll, I've, I've said that for years, right? But then when I when I heard him interviewed about it uh, at, in the post game, so he has a he has a, a thing with the first baseman on this issue because it's not the first time that people have tried to do it, where the first baseman's watching where the runner is, and as soon as he sees something off, he tells him to step off. Because if you notice, Kershaw never even looks over his shoulder to the third base side uh, before he goes into his into his stretch windup. So, so after he's, he he everything went perfect, I, I can almost say that he practices this because he he just stepped off calmly, boom, threw threw it right where he needed to, and got the out. And that's the last time I'm ever going to say that I could steal home up Kershaw. <laughs> Because hey, yeah. obviously yeah. it ain't gonna happen, and it and it doesn't happen. <laughs> We're also well, there. The, this is worked on in spring training all the time, mm -hmm. and the okay. first shot is the first baseman. But if if mm -hmm. didn't do the absolute right thing, Margot's safe. Yeah, step off, boom, strike to the target, tag him out. If he delayed yeah. it all. Or he tried to pitch the ball and speed up his windup. I think maybe he makes it. Oh yeah. Now, let me so ask many, you guys. A, so many things uh, had to go right in that. Let me ask you guys play. something real quick. In a in a packed stadium, let's say they're playing at, and this would have been Dodger Stadium. No, this would have been an, at the Rays, right? Um, packed stadium, full full throttle audio. Could have could it have affected it? Because he might not have heard. Um, the first baseman signal or, or maybe Barnes didn't hear it. Or, I mean, a lot of other things could have happened, right? Is that just me or? No, I mean, it's, it's a verbal, you know, when you work on it in spring training, it's, it's verbal. So it could be coming from the second baseman too. Anyone okay. that has eyes on that guy moving, it would be similar to 
a runner at first who breaks early to second on a steal and the pitcher doesn't pick it up. So he's stepping off because he's hearing a middle infielder or the first baseman right. telling him to step off. Right. But, but could it be loud enough down on the field, like say in a closed roof, Tampa Bay, full, full stadium, full of people oh boy. where he might not have heard that? Could That's that have happened? Great question. He probably wouldn't have. But yeah. you know what, though? If you look at the replay, it, Muncie, Muncie was pointing. He wasn't just verbally saying, like, oh, I see what he you're saying. saying. Step off. He was pointing. Yeah. He was pointing to the third base guy. He's going. He's going. He, he, he was pointing. And, mm, and okay. Kershaw saw that. And, and, and see, the thing is, is they have the, the wherewithal. You saw that there was really no hesitation on Kershaw's account. He, Not he, he saw that. He stepped off because that could have, you don't, you don't step off. You got and, and his delivery to the plate is much slower. Had he decided not to step off and just pitch, his delivery to the plate, there's a hitch in his delivery. That oh, would have he would have been safe. Would have been that guy would have been safe. The thing that yeah, I so. saw was that Cash, Cash didn't call this. The manager didn't call this. This was all Margot. Hmm. Okay. And, uh, to me, I was thinking you, you got to put it in, in his head. First, you see that it was it was there were no outs at first and third. Um, Wendell comes up and he pop, it was a Wendell pops up and and uh, that's an out. The next guy he strikes out. Who was it that who was it that struck out? I can't remember, but he strikes out strikes out the next guy. So you got two outs and and the Rays all they, they don't they don't have the lineup that the Dodgers have. These guys manufacture runs. And maybe and I, I would have, I honestly was kind of nervous because I think Kerbauer has been hitting the heck out of the ball. So he was at the plate at the time. And I was kind of nervous. He makes me nervous because he's, <laughs> he's got a nice swing and he's already, he's also taken Kershaw deep. He took Kershaw deep earlier in this, in the series. And so I was, I was nervous, man. Uh, <laughs> but when he did that, when Mar Margo went for the plate and, and, Everything had to go perfect. Everything worked perfect. You know, Kershaw stepped off the mound. It was an amazing play. The throw was off, even. The throw was high. And, um, you know, so it wasn't a perfect throw. But, yeah, he got him. And I was kind of relieved because I thought Kurt Kiermaier was going to be a tough out at that point. Yeah. But, you know, it was a big play. And, you know, that's the thing. Like, I, I think I mentioned it to Maddie before. You're either a hero or a zero on that play, yeah. you know? And, uh, and so he, uh, yeah, that was huge. You know, that big momentum huge. swing, you know, I think we, me and Matt and a couple of our high school friends, uh, Mike Smith and Darren Davis, we, we have our little group chat going and that thing is going hot through the whole series, <laughs> through the whole game, you know? And uh, I think we talked about it too, you know, you're, you know, that that's just that was it was just huge it was just a big big mo well, we were talking about momentum in that in our in our group chat about momentum you know mm -hmm. that that what did what did mike say you know mike say about you know that game the game four loss he was saying that's just you know he he even doubted whether or not the dodgers would come back from that loss. Well, the dodgers, you know they responded well in the first inning last night so Yes, when you yeah. get bored early like that after a loss, 
you know, that, that takes some of the steam away, but the back to the, to tomorrow go, you know, you can't make a mistake like that. You had him in a Kershaw in a good situation. You had, uh, what it was Margot, uh, the lefty you just referred to, Kiermaier, and then Zunino. So that's who they would have had coming up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that doesn't put a scare. That doesn't put a scare in a lot of guys, right? Those, those names, I mean, they're good, they're scrappy, but it's not like it, not like uh, you got coming up, you know, Betts and Seeger and and, and and Turner, right? That's not it's not a no. similar thing. So, Ralph, you're exact. I mean, when you look at this series on paper, if you just if it's just numbers and paper, this should be a sweep. Yeah. I mean, that there is. I mean, some something we don't follow the Rays. I'm assuming you guys don't either. No. Boy, they're doing something right. Their manager is pulling the right moves. He's getting every single ounce of ability out of his roster. I mean, I, I, I was going over it last night. You know, the two Cuban kids are good ball players. He's got a Japanese. He's got a Korean. I mean, they got a, they're using the international market. You know, and then the trades for, you know, getting glass now and meadow. You know, Meadows is. Uh, interesting, you know, such a big year last year, and then he's he's struggled. Um, yeah, but but boy, on paper, it's just like you're saying. I, I mean, our last three guys, you know, whether it's Jock or uh, Taylor or you know whoever they have down there, Barnes. I mean, those guys are starters on other teams, right? Absolutely. Um, we haven't even seen other other guys, Rios and Beatty. I mean, those guys are starters on other clubs. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah. I hope we can finish it off. We, I've been reading that, that Gonsolin's uh, starting, and they're going to treat it like a start, not a, not an opener or a bullpen game, which I'm happy okay. about. Same here. I agree with that. Yeah, that's that. Let's talk about tonight's game. I mean, tomorrow night's game. I mean, Gonsolin is getting the ball. Um, you know, I, I. I feel mixed. I have mixed emotions about him. You know, sometimes I think, I think I mentioned this in our group chat, you know, Maddie, we're, we're, you know, like in, in with Dustin May is that the, the moment seems too big sometimes for these young guys, you know, and uh, they, they, they have a hard time finding their rhythm or finding their, their pitch. You know, I think Dustin May found that last night. Um, I thought he did. I did did extremely well compared to his other outings, you know. But uh, I'm hoping Gonsolin also too finds that rhythm, you know, knowing that he's going to starting. It's going to be a start, not a bullpen yeah. um, game, you know. So, so I have something to say about that. So, like for me, growing up, I, I pitched, and when I knew, and Matt, you can chime in because you you know this at the high level. Mine was at the you know up to like. 14 and under level. But when I knew that I had a, I was going to start the next game, it was a different mindset for me than if my coach told me five minutes before the game. And so I, I don't know at the higher levels how that is, but <clears throat> when I, when I, when I coached 
I mean, as soon as I as soon as I knew who was going to show up that day for, for the game, I'd tell the pitcher like right now, because it seems somehow to me personally, uh, knowing was a, a mentally preparing and I can do all these things and you know do some you know some breathing, some calmness, all that stuff. And Gonsolin hasn't had that the last couple of times. He's been he's known he's only going to pitch one inning, or you know what I mean? They, they didn't announce a starter till two hours before the game. And I, I think that uh, that was a mistake. And so maybe if Roberts is in any, <clears throat> you know, is changing his mindset a little bit, it was good that he announced it like now so that Gonsolin can have that, you know, that same getting to his, you know, his moment and calm down and, you know, get, get uh, prepared mentally. Does that make any sense? You know what? To me, you hit it exactly on the head, Ralph. Okay. You're a pitcher at any level, and you know when you're throwing, and your manager's not telling you, well, you're just opening the game. We're trying to get X amount of pitches out of you compared to you're starting the game, and we'd like for you to go as far as you can. There's a big difference. And I think, I think that. May and Gonsolin, they've been toyed around a little bit. They haven't just given them the ball and say, hey, you're this. Now, last night we saw May throw really well. It's because he knew he was the setup guy. That was his role last night. He knew he wasn't going to start. He knew it wasn't a bullpen game. And we saw the May that we're used to seeing last night. I think the Gonsolin throw much better because you know he's starting he's he shouldn't be worried about one home run one hit and he's out of the game right so knowing that you know it's a start you know you're looking to get your five six or seven at least that's what roberts is looking for i think there's a lot of cases where starters could go a little deeper in the game but it's different for each i mean the tampa manager his guys go 100, 110 pitches. Dave Roberts likes to yank guys earlier and get into that pen so he can match up. I think he's also a manager that just likes to be involved and make pitching decisions. <laughs> he has to make them. <laughs> Where this guy knows the role of his guys. So, hey, my starters are going, you know, five, six, or seven. And then I got my two, my lefty righties, and then I got my closer. He's done a couple of things that have kept him in a couple games using the closer in the sixth and seventh inning. Cash. We don't see that a lot, but what it's done is it's kept him in the game. Yeah. So their, their, their closer, Castillo, has come in the last two nights in the sixth or seventh inning where they, Tampa knows they can't give up another run in order to stay in the game. Right. So pitching, you know, handling the pitching, that's a difficult thing. But, but I think uh, we have the pitching advantage now, even though the kid going for Tampa tomorrow is, is one of their better guys, Snell, the left-hander. Yeah. But you hit it on the head. I think Gonsolin's going to be a little more relaxed knowing it's a start. It's not an opener or bullpen game. Yeah. Yeah, Snell, I, I, he pitched well in his last outing, but we did, we ended up getting to him. 
And uh, I, I think I think that I think he he has uh, that that second third time through the order is trouble for him. And uh, and so you know I, I I think our hitters will get to him. You know that's, that's the one thing we've proven throughout this whole thing is we, we can put you know that our guys are putting the bat to the ball. Well, well, let's hope so. You know, yeah. and uh, and man, can you, I just you know I'm just. <laughs> I just, I just can't wait. It's just, I don't know about you guys, but I'm oh, just going an- anxiety <laughs> through the whole thing. I, well, just, if uh, we don't get it done tomorrow, we have, you know, we have Bueller or Rios. That's that's going to be crazy. Or yeah. you know, Bueller May or Rios. Or I mean, we we have as strong as of for a game that you can have. Yeah. With the arms being available, Bueller, May, Urias, you know, Gratterall, uh, Jan, you know, I mean, everyone would be Gonsolin and whoever pitches tomorrow would be, you know, the only guys that would be available. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's very true. That's a good point. They, and that, that I've heard that before too. One of the gouncers, or, or I think Smoltz pointed that out in a long series, in the seven game series, the Dodgers are just, just stacked up better they're they're just they're there's just they're just stacked up better their pitchers that what they've got you know it, 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 i mean ready for that type of seven game series they're just stacked up better we're all set up for that so let's yeah. let's hope we can get it done tomorrow but if not you know you're where you want to be in the seventh game yeah that's true it's all it's all set up I yeah, like that. and Bueller, Bueller has just been, oh man, he's just been incredible, unbelievable, unbelievable. Just throwing, just, I mean, that yeah. dude is a freak. When I think of like our our future starting rotation for the next five, seven, eight years, and I see Bueller, May, Gonsolin, Urias, I'm like, okay, so where's? I mean, I like Kershaw still, but he's obviously not going to be an ace. But you get at- Price in there as well. Exactly, Kershaw Price, man, as I get even more excited. I mean, obviously, I want to win this World Series, but just knowing that that's what our future holds—that that's our rotation—I think other teams are have to like be a little afraid. <laughs> that's what they got to face in a long series all the time. I mean, if you keep those five guys healthy, it—it, it, I mean, you—it's fair to say, first of all, that's by far the best starting five in baseball. Yeah. Got a foundation for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting to think about. Yeah. Good for us. Yeah. It's it's, it's exciting. I'm, I just, like I said, man, it just, this has been a fun series to watch. I, I've enjoyed it. It's been stressful as heck. Uh, I, 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 I'm grateful that, you know, that, that it's, it was the race. Actually, you know, I would have liked to have been the, the. I would have liked to see the Astros here. I'll be honest with you. I would have liked to have seen the Astros play. You know, in this series against us, and we could have had a little, little revenge, a little retribution. You know, oh, in all that, of this, you know. Well, What's that? That would have been something else. Just yeah, uh, to beat them up a little bit and say, hey, when we're on the <laughs> bubble here, no one's cheating. We're better. Yeah. Yep. And I, 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 to be honest with you, for a while there, for a second there, I was, the nightmare scenario was playing out where the, 
the the or Astros were coming back on the on the Rays and and the Dodgers that were what were you know fighting back three a three one series and and uh and for the the Astros to make it and us not that would have been the nightmare scenario. I want oh, yeah, don't, was, don't even yeah, but but yeah. I'm glad it's played out this way and and here we are, man. You know it, it's it's you know it's it's uh, it's a shame that COVID has brought it down to where. We're, this not this not being played in the stadiums, and um, that there aren't any 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 parades or anything like that on the future in the future. But but still feels good to uh, to be close this close to a championship. Yeah, you know, and uh, boy, it's been fun. Yeah, yeah. So it's like shark smelling blood, man. I think I hope these guys go out there tomorrow like that. Like you know what, you know. We're in the lead. We got the pedal to the metal. We're not letting up. And I'd, I'd like to see like a seven-run lead at some point, so that the Rays don't get <laughs> thinking that they have a chance. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's exactly. I, I'm. That's what I. Well, for my stress, that's that's what I'd love. It's just a big, <laughs> huge, dominating, you know, shellacking, uh, yeah. you know, ten-run inning. Um, that would, that would, that would do us good. Yeah. But, um, all in all, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy and, you know, uh, we'll keep this going and, you know, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. So anyway, hey, I got you know, a, a quick question for you guys though, before we go, sure. okay. uh, watching the broadcast, I mean, Al, Al and I have talked a lot about Joe Buck and Smoltz and how I think they're kind of not, not, not Dodger lovers necessarily. They, they, you know. But I, I do learn a lot from Smoltz, uh, probably a little. He goes into too much detail sometimes about the pitching, which is fine for the the person that knows baseball. But I'm thinking like for, you know, my mom and my wife that are sometimes watching, they don't, they're like, huh, what's that about, right? <laughs> but but for the most part, but the crew, the post-game crew, right? Uh, is it A-Rod and Poppy and uh, what's up with A-Rod dancing around and going on the desk and kicking up his heels when the Rays came back on that, on that. <laughs> what's like, I'm not an A-Rod fan, but I, I want to throw a brick at the TV at that moment. What the heck is going on here? I didn't see that. I didn't see any of that. You didn't see I that? Did you see that, Matt? Yeah, I saw it. I, I played with Frank Thomas. Oh, yeah. Those guys just, to me, they, they have a well. They have fun, but I mean, as fans, we can disagree. Sometimes a rods off to me. Um, I I don't know if he's rooting for the Dodgers or you know the thing with a rod is you hear a little bit. You know, him and his wife they they got knocked <laughs> down for ownership of the Mets. You know they were leading yeah. to purchase the New York Mets. Right. And I think when the when the vote came, the Dodgers were one of the teams that said no. <laughs> That's so, too bad. That's too bad because yeah. if he if they bought the team, then we might not have to see him on TV anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's what got some of that. I I have a feeling, but I love Big Poppy. I love Frank. Of course, I watched the the sports LA Sportsnet. With with uh, Garcia, Para, and Jerry, mm-hmm. um, you know, and just listen and to to their, you know, after game, post game stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I've, I've enjoyed it. I try not like after, especially after the losses, I, I don't watch anything. I just, I stay away from everything. It just bothers me to, to even watch it. But, um, A-Rod is hard for me. I, 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 he's, he just seems too, ah, it's just phony. And I, don't, I just don't like the dude. He doesn't have a, he's not a likable personality for me. I love Big Poppy. I love Frank Thomas. I think Frank Thomas is, does a great job. I love the other guys job. too. You know, he's a genuine person too. He really, yeah. Is. You know, you know him personally. I, Who, Frank I, Thomas? I, yeah, he's a good guy. I, yeah, I like him. Frank played together in Double A, and then we we went up to the big leagues about the same time um, in nineteen ninety. But the, also the thing about A Rod, and this is on a podcast. Is A Rod cheated the game? Mm-hmm. The guy was a a a known admitted steroid taker, and here he is, you know, in a great job, giving his opinion. You know, when you cheat the game, like he did, in my opinion, you don't deserve to work in the the field anymore, like Mark McGuire. Why do why are guys able to cheat? change records, affect games, all this stuff. And then they're getting prime premium jobs in the profession. Yep. Yeah. I'm not an A-Rod fan because he cheated the game. How many home runs did he hit when he was on, you know, sticking the needle in his rear end? But, you know, and now he's – he is fake. You're right, Ralph. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't like him at all. I told all the other day, man. The guy was so tan. He was the darkest guy in the in the in the in that post game uh, booth right there. I was like, <laughs> no wonder ownership or whatever the process is of owning a team said no. I mean, what would it look like if you let a guy own a team who already cheated the game? I mean, yeah. you already. I mean, when you're sticking steroids, when you're taking steroids, well, you guys know we don't need to discuss it. To, to me, he should not be working uh, as a broadcaster, you know, analyzing baseball games. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I agree. Yeah, you're right about all of that, too, and about, about McGuire, about Bonds, about all the, a lot of these guys. I mean, and, and, the, and I know it's, it's such a murky topic because so many people were taking steroids during that time. And it's hard to say, you know, a lot of people who weren't even very successful took it. You know, um, let's face it. These all these are all guys who had the talent alone, who could have done 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 it alone without without that stuff. But they did it. They did it with that yeah. edge. But you know, right, right. They're in that thing, and then just to, I don't know, just some of these guys on the broadcast is just just annoying. You know, I just that's when I wish Vin was still around. I don't oh, yeah. listen to all this nonsense. I just listen to him. What you know, like Roselle? I mean, you fire the GM, you fire the manager, but the guys that cheated were the players. Yes. They obviously cheated. Yes. You could look at the numbers. Some have admitted to it, some haven't. And they've gone unscarred. They've all signed big contracts. They won a World Series. I mean, they're sticking that nice ring on their finger, and really they didn't win it fairly. I mean, like the, Joe Buck said last night, I mean – when Kershaw was pitching, yes, some of the pitches 
the Astros knew that were coming. Yep. Yeah. Reward now that it's all out and there's been an investigation and this and that and the other thing. How 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 are they the world champions? Yeah. Yeah, don't get don't get me started and, on that, man. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> another podcast. No, but you know what? No, I, I I'm so grateful that you that's it's relevant to what we're what we were originally talking about though. Kershaw's the win last night. It was big. Huge. It was big. It was big because for a lot of reasons, obviously for the team reasons, and we're one win closer, one win closer to the World Series. But it was big for him. I've hated the fact that he's been labeled with this choke label, you know, for the the past few years, because apparently he's not, you know, he hasn't been successful. But if you take away, if you look at the the, the 2017 World Series, which we should, I feel like we should have won, you know, um. You know, they're, they they knew what was coming. Yeah. They knew what was coming on that guy. And yeah. a lot of the abuse that he takes is from that game. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I mean, if it was a fair and square game and he wins it, he never hears the abuse for the next three years. Yep. So, I mean, all the ramifications. <laughs> I mean, we there's, there's a million things that are involved. Contracts, money, you know. There's a guy, an ex-pitcher for the Dodgers, that's suing the Astros because basically his career ended when they were cheating. Arbitration. All, all, all those numbers, those inflated ERAs because of, of one game. Yeah. Heck, we had an MVP off of that team that year. Altuve. Chris Medlin, Chris like got all these guys like Chris Medlin, that guy who he, he came up was fought hard to get to the majors, back to the majors after an injury, you know pitches one inning, and in, in Houston gets shellacked for like four or five runs, gets sent down to the minors and never back. makes it back. Big leagues ever again. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, the over. Think El Tuve cheated? Oh God. God. Look at this year. Look at, look at this year. Oh, yeah. look at the they posted the numbers of the five Bregman, Correa, Altuve, Giriol. I mean, just I mean, what a drop. Hey, those are all good players, but when you know what's coming, you become a little bit better of a player. Oh, yeah. That got him over the hump. That's like her like like Hershey just said in that one broadcast, right? It's it's easy to hit when you know what's coming, you know. <laughs> exactly. So it's easy to hit. Unbelievable. But here we are, guys. Again, we'll right back to it. We're one win away. So let's uh, let's end this little conversation with that. We're excited. I'm excited, and uh, um, let's talk after the after it's all over. Let's bring it back, and we'll talk again. And and talk about what, what everything. That and, sounds uh, sounds good. I'm excited. All right, well, listen. Uh, it's thank you, Maddie, for for coming on and talking to us, you guys. Good talking to you, Matt. Appreciate you, man. You guys, you guys have a good night. All right. This is dugout right. talk with Al, with Matt Stark, and Ralph Martinez. Mm-hmm.